Well, hello everyone. This is Leif Hetland and welcome to Kingdom Family Talk. I am so thrilled about just taking a few moments as I'm going back again, looking at some of my memorial stones or memory stones, and especially messages that has been part of my life, shaping me. Uh, and just as they've been shaping me, I believe they're also going to be part of just a, a special sauce that I can place at the larger family table so that you and your family and that your the people around you also can be able to, to taste from this and you can see how good Papa God is. And this message today is very special for me in many ways because it has a long story and history behind it. But it was not before, uh, I would say maybe about nine years, ago now that I actually came down and ended up with a tumor and during this time lost about 46 pounds. It was a time after I remember we left Philippines and uh, it was incredible time in the Philippines because we had a lot of uh, this glory around happening. People were receiving gold teeth and a lot of signs and wonders and miracles was taking place. But I, I was very exhausted and when I was breathing, I could just sensing that I could hardly breathe. And then I broke down with very high fever and I can hardly remember how I was able to get home from the Philippines. I maybe don't even remember any of the trip. Found out that I had double pneumonia. And I've just kind of been pushing and pushing and pushing. But with 104 and a half in fever and double pneumonia, I was almost hallucinating. Eventually, they also decided, let's take a picture of his lungs. And when they took a picture of my lungs and they was also doing a CAT scan, they suddenly said, there's something strange. We see something else here. So I was already burned down because of the pneumonia. And then they said, hey, we got bad news and good news. And I'm like, give me the, the good first. And they said, the good news is we took picture and, and we know that you have double pneumonia. But the bad news as we took the picture, we can actually see that you have a tumor. So it, for me, it kind of got worse. But in that season, I had been a son of blessing. Met Papa Jack in year 2000. So this would probably seven, eight years afterwards. I've been on this incredible journey with my spiritual papa. I actually just talked to him on the phone a few moments ago. So I've been leaning my hearts towards him. And I'm so honored to have an Elijah in my life, to have a spiritual father. But as I've been on this journey, I realized that subconsciously there's been something in my heart where I value many times Papa Jack for what he is going to do for me in a sense of a father. I needed a father instead of I just needed to be a son. I didn't know that I had gone from being an orphan to become a son of blessing. And I know that sons and daughters of blessing are very important. It's part of the family. Like Catherine, she's still living in her home and she gets all the benefits. She's a daughter of blessing. But eventually what God wants is to raising up these mature sons and daughters that can receive inheritance. I wouldn't want to give the inheritance too prematurely. So this story that I'm about to talk to is connected to this journey and what it led up to. During this time then with a tumor, Years afterwards, as I've been in this journey of sonship, then I remember when Paul Yado came from the Philippines. The world was praying for us. But also there were some people that came all the way to Alabama and wanted to lay hands on me and pray. And to be honest, I had pretty much lost hope. I smelled that. I was very weak and uh, very pale. If you looked at me, I didn't have much life. But I also had almost stopped fighting. Because the pneumonia in itself had pretty much drained up all the energy that I had. And now I'm having to face uh, this 
incredible tumor, almost the size of an apple, and still didn't know if I was going to live or die. But in that season, Paul Yado came and prayed and soaked, and they actually also brought some gifts. And uh, after the surgery, I still remember he prayed, and no, excuse me, this was before the surgery, he prayed. We spent about three and a half, four hours in my office in Florence, Alabama, when the glory came in. I didn't know it at the time, but Paul Yadda says, Daddy Leif, he calls me Daddy Leif. Daddy Leif, Daddy Leif, do you know? You're not going to die, you're going to live. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I still remember because so many people had given me these words, but something happened, he says, it is true, just look in the mirror. And I looked in the mirror and my face was literally glowing. So from this pale face that was about to give up, there was this glow and it was his glory. So what he had done is, here I have a son of inheritance that had brought me into the glory, into seeing the very face of God. And the reflection of who he is reflected in the face of who I am. And something came in, life came in, hope came in, and it started my journey. So I'm putting this as a text and context. And one of the places that I was going to minister was at Heartland Church in uh, Ankeny, Iowa. And at Heartland Church, uh, since I now had to cancel, uh, had a surgery, by the way, uh, took an extra test to see, and the tumor was still there. I thought I was going to be healed, but by the time they did the surgery and they opened me up, it was a very, very tough time, lost a lot of blood. But when I came out of that very place, uh, they found out eventually that the tumor had shifted nature and even changed, and it has actually shrink an inch about two centimeters, just so. For me, it was almost like a little kiss from heaven that saying, hey, I did this. When you saw me into my face, I changed all of that, but I want you still to have a reminder of what I did, and even for the doctors and anyone else. So this was part of that journey. And by the way, uh, I hope we don't have to do a part B of this because of so long introduction. But when we are coming into these scripture verses that Paul Yada was actually preaching these verses in Ankeny, we found out later on that me and Papa Jack, because I ended up later on in Papa Jack that Sunday, and he was actually ministering, cooking breakfast. So we had an encounter. Almira didn't know that, and she is actually taking notes, and she is taking the same notes of that. So it was almost like this three-generational thing where Papa Jack and myself were in one place. Paul is in Ankeny. Almira is in the Philippines, and we're having exactly the same text with even one word being changed without even looking at each other. And the Bible I have here has a lot of different words. So that I knew that it had something significant to teach us in this season. I knew it has something about being sons and daughters of inheritance and how to be able to raise up sons and daughters that can even inherit nations. So how do we take this thing from not just as in saying that, okay, I want a double portion anointing or I want the mantle that you have given, but going through the process to go from a son and daughter of blessing to become son and daughter of inheritance. So let's look at some scripture verses and then let's dig into some of the gold that is here and hopefully what this is going to do to help you and to provide some language so that you can also be a son and daughter of of inheritance. 2 Kings chapter 2. 2 Kings chapter 2. And it came to pass when the Lord was about to take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind. Elijah went with Elijah from Gilgal. Even say the word Gilgal. That's good. Then Elijah said to Elijah, stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me on to Bethel. 
But Elijah said, Oh, as the Lord lives and, and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. Now the sons of the prophets who were at Bethel, they came to Elijah and they said to him, Do you not know that the Lord will take away your master from you today? And he said, Yes, I know, but keep silent. Then Elijah said to him, Elisha, stay here. Please, for the Lord have sent me on to Jericho. But he said, As the Lord lives and, and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they came to Jericho. Now the sons of the prophets who were in Jericho came to Elijah and said to him, Do you know that the Lord would take your or take away your master from over you today? So he answered, Yes, I know, but keep silent. Then Elijah said to him, Hey, stay here, for the Lord has sent me on to Jordan. But he said, As the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So the two of them went on. And 50 men of the sons of the prophets went, they stood facing them at distance, while two of them stood by Jordan. Now Elijah took his mantle, rolled it up, stuck the water, and it was divided this way, and so that the two of them crossed over on dry ground. And so it was when they crossed over that Elijah said to Elijah, Ask, what may I do for you before I'm taken away from you? Elijah said, Please, let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. And I love the sound of scriptures of the Bible here. So he said, you have asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I'm taking away from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be so. Then it happened. As they continue and talk, and suddenly a shirt of fire appeared with horses and fire, and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elijah saw it, and he cried out, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and its horsemen. And he saw him no more. And he took hold of his own clothes, tore them into two pieces. He also took up the mantle of Elijah that had fallen on him. And he went back, stood at the bank of Jordan. Then he took the mantle of Elijah that had fallen on him, and he stuck the water and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he had said that he stuck the water, it was divided this way and that, and Elijah crossed over. And then we can just continue. But anyway, let's look at this story and why that became so important to me in that season. As I mentioned here, the story of Elijah, and I think it's been my life, and I think for anyone, if you are sons and daughters, you become fathers and mothers. So I can identify both with both generation here. And, uh, but what I see that was taking place, Elijah, as I say, he comes, and there's a lot of people that are coming and say, hey, can you be a father? But actually what you see with Elijah is, how can I be a son? So he's coming in, he recognized he was a father, but he came to honor him. And so the picture is he left everything then and he followed him. And they started his journey of a father-son paradigm. They come in, he came into an alignment, not just with a father, but also an anointing with a gift, with a mantle that he had. And uh, Elijah, before he was going to go, he started actually what I believe was there was a test of sonship. He's going to test to see before I give this, I wanted to make sure that he's been on this journey with me where things has been tested. So the first place he does, he, he takes 
this son, this new son who has actually given up everything to follow him. He does a barbecue. We know that he, he, he burns the oxen. And that's another thing that sometimes I think is important for us, that, that we burn anything that holds us back in this journey. I'm not going to live both as an orphan or as a son. I'm not going to live both at the servant quarter and at the same time to live in the royal palace with my father. So this whole journey also, that's what he does. He does a bonfire. He says goodbye to the past. And that doesn't mean that we don't honor or we should get rid of anything. But if there's things in our life that we hold on to, my encouragement is that let's get rid of that in this season. And let's just pursue. Let's pursue God and pursue the direction he has for us so that we do not have this division on the inside where we're going to go. So for him, there was this clarity of I'm going to start this journey. I know what God has called me to do. It's called me to be, and I'm going to pursue this journey. I don't have any plan B. There's only a plan A, and my plan A right now is to be a son, and I'm just going to be there to honor my father. That's the season where he is at in his life, and just recognize your season, and that was my season, that focusing on being a son. I become a father, but in the middle of it, focus on being a son, being a son to Papa Jack. That's why I went down as part of the healing of the tumor, the recovery. I spent time with my Papa, and I was going through a pruning, and I was going through a molting. I was going through a purity of my oil, the motives of my heart. So it was things that was dealt with. It was not just that tumor in my body. There was also a tumor in my soul that was dealing with, and I started just to kind of do this bonfire of, of so much of my identity that it was still and so much rooted in, in insecurity, and then also inferiority, two of those roots that came in. And one of them, uh, fear, and the other one is shame that becomes the manifestation of those two roots. So it was like, I want you to do a bonfire. Let's get rid of any shame, get rid of any fear, any of those things that you carry. Let's get rid of that tumor that has been there that's keeping you back, anything that holds you back so that it doesn't start to continue to grow and take over because it's going to be a division when you do not have clear vision. So after the surgery and I started this pursuit and Papa Jack confronted me on some issue and, and it's one of the couple of times in 19 years of walking with my Papa, with my spiritual father, where he, he has been involved in the pruning process. But when there is pruning, the purpose is always fruitfulness. So there's no punishment in the kingdom, but there is discipline. And whom he loves, he discipline. And the whole purpose of discipline is so we look better. When you are finished there, you'll be a better husband, better father, better son, better daughter. When you're finished with a discipline is so that you can have more fruit and then eventually much fruit. So thank God for the pruning sometimes that is happening. When you do a bonfire, it's not just once, but over and over again, I do that bonfire. And now he started his journey of following. And the first place the father took him was Gilgal. And I thought that that's very, very interesting because if you remember the place Gilgal, that was actually a place of circumcision. That the first place it took them, and I believe that is one of the first places as fathers and mothers, we, we take our sons and daughters. There is no circumcision in regard to the old covenant in that, but there's a new circumcision of our hearts that's taking place where flesh is being removed away, dealing with the very motives because uh, as we're going to lean hearts and having pure heart, and that's why it's so clearly that we need to guard our hearts above everything else. So to do that, we take a trip to Gilgal. It's a very good place if you want to get 
get rid of some of the flesh, some of the things that is actually around your heart. So that was what he did. He took him to the place, the place of Gilgal. And there was a lot of other people. That's where they were stuck. The process of their season, other prophets that was gathered. That's the place to be. And some of us, that's been a meeting place. It can be conferences. Everything is about getting rid of stuff and everything else. And, and there was a season for that, but we do not stop there. It's, a, it's, it, it's actually a visitation place. Gilgal is not a place for habitation, but visitation. Visit Gilgal, but do not stay in Gilgal. Move on to the next test so that, that you can eventually end up with a testimony. And that is God is looking for sons and daughters of glory that can inherit nations. Psalm 2a, ask of me and I will give you the nations and the uttermost part of the world, your possession. But it's connected to verse 7, the very identity of mature sons and daughters, where Father declares to his sons and daughters. Let us get this double portion anointing. Let's build on what other people have paid, but let's go through the cross just to deal with our own hearts so that we can moving in to be mature sons and daughters of glory, sons and daughters of inheritance that he can entrust. So then the second place, other prophets are around, hey, stay here, your father's going to go away. Next place, he said, well, you can stay here. Stay in Gilgal. But I'm heading over to Bethel. And Elijah said, no, 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 Dad, I, uh, I'm going to be with you. Yeah, but there's revival right now here in Gilgal. Everybody is here, and the fire is here, and hey, you can probably be among the key prophets here. And they recognize that you've been... And a lot of us, we stop in this journey beforehand and, and, and we can settle for something else because we don't go on the whole journey in to be able to receive the fullness of the inheritance. So my encouragement, even when things that doesn't make sense, there's a lot of prophets that was gathered around and the voices would say, no, stay here. You settle here. I mean, you've already been on a process. And by the way, your father's not going to be around for a whole lot longer. And, and, and where are you going to settle? Oh, right now I'm going to just be with my papa. I'm going to be with my father. Next place, they come to Bethel. I think the Bethel, it means the gates of heaven and the house of God. So the Bethel as a place, it's of course where he was resting on the rock, Jacob. An angel were ascending and descending. So this beautiful place of an open heaven. I love Bethel. And I love everything that God does in that season in our life. So here he's invited to Bethel and a lot of people. And I'm not saying that to just our family in Bethel because I do know that beautifully they are raising up this generational move. But Bethel in scripture here was, as I say, in this place where there was a open heaven and angels are ascending and descending. And all these prophets was gathering around here. And it's like, well, this is the place to be. Stay here. Come on. Whoa. Open heaven. The gates of heaven. And the house of God coming together. So the father said, okay, now, wow, we've been here in Bethel and people are seeing Elijah and Elijah together. But he said, I'm, I'm going to move on. And this time I'm going to go to Jericho. And it's like, Jericho, Bethel is the place to be. And a lot of prophets come and say, hey, do you know that your father is going to go away? Shh, yeah, I know, but be still. Don't talk about it. It's too painful. Because all I want to do now is being a son. And the father didn't come and say, excuse me, but I'm, I'm heading on. You stay here. This is the place. Stay here. He said, no, 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 dad. I'm going to be with you. Papa, I'm going to be with you. And they start this journey and they come to Jericho. And when they get to Jericho, wow, do you remember? That's where the walls came down. Breaker anointing, breakthrough. This is the place to be. Jericho. Welcome to Jericho. Welcome, Elijah. <laughs> This is the place for you. So do you know that your father, listen, he is not going to be around forever. I mean, I, we're hearing the rumors. He's about to leave. Shh, 
Be still, I know, but be still, don't talk about it. And then the father said, hey, why don't you stay here in Jericho? He said, no, 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 I'm going to be with you, dad. And then he starts this journey and he moves in and they go to Jordan and the father just rolls up his clothes and then actually take his cloak, he takes the mantle, open up and he, they just cross over Jordan, supernatural, create a miracle. And then afterwards when he cross over to the other side, and eventually now, as they've been there, they've been to Jordan. And a lot of people come into Jordan and they stop at Jordan. They're then going over. They don't cross over to the other side. But eventually, here is the question. What do you want? What can I do for you? What do you want? And I think that we need to settle that issue in this season. Just get clarity of your heart. What do you want? Some, oh, I want visitation. Or I want this. Or I want, okay, what do you want? And he says, in the NIV, I think it says very beautifully, I will inherit a double portion of what you have. I, I, I want to take what you have paid for, and I want to be able to steward this and take that to the next level. Elijah, the father, did 14 great miracles. Elijah ended up with 28 great miracles, a double portion. This is the way that God has intended for the family to operate. This is the spirit that he's going to send in this season, this Elijah and Elijah, and to see a generational move of God's spirit that a lot of fathers with mantles. Billy Graham has gone home. Bob Jones has gone home. And there's been a Paul Kane that just recently went home. And if you go through just the Oral Robertson. I remember I sat there in a meeting with Bill Johnson and Randy Clark and Benny Hinn, and he was just describing the years he had there with, with Oral Roberts, but also the word that he had that when Oral Roberts and then Billy Graham is going to be gone, there's going to be a new move of God's spirit. There's going to be birth at that time. It was almost when these fathers are gone, there's going to be these sons and daughters, and these sons and daughters, they're going to honor. They've been through the processes, and they're going to know how to be able to receive inheritance, receive mantles, and it's going to be connected to a Billy Graham and some of those where the fathers represented was their great anointing and giftings. But I believe what the sons and the daughters represent is people that will empower. It will be such a move. There will be so many of them that will coming in that will carry that double portion anointing. And that's how we're going to see this harvest of harvesters that is going to come in. Sons and daughters that has gone through this process. And what I want more than anything else, it is to be able to receive an inheritance, to be entrusted with inheritance, not living towards inheritance, but living from inheritance. And I do believe with all of my heart that we are living in that season right now as we're honoring fathers and mothers we're going to start to see that so he says I want to inherit a double portion and I have people running up to me in a conference I want a double portion of your anointing and I said so do I so what I'm saying here that sometimes without the relationship without the connection without honor without some of the journey as sometimes we use this we just want somebody just quickly to pray for us instead of go through some of these processes so I'm encouraging you this is not about performance and it just has to do that this has to do with a journey this has to do with relationship this has to be tested with our hearts what is the motivation of our hearts so that we do not spend inheritance but we invest inheritance because we do realize in the process 
price that one generation has paid for. They paid a high price like Papa Jack when I know the price that he has paid and so many of the other people that has gone before us. Now when I receive some of the things they have, I, I have this holy fear in me. What do I pay so the next generation can play? That we think about this as a generational thing, that we do not just receive something and we spend it and wasted because then we ending up like a prodigal son where we just take from the father instead of coming in there and I'm sure that Elijah because he knew at that moment when the mantle came down but it was one more thing here he says one condition you have to see when I go away and I think that there's so many things that distracts us in this season and I don't want to miss out on it no performance in it but I still believe that there's an import- importance for me to stay focused like even this morning as I was there, I was thinking about it. As my spiritual papa, I just knew that there was something that he needed in this season. But to lean my heart and then to be willing to do whatever it took for me to be able to lay aside, to stay focused. Because there were so many things that distracted. But I needed to have my eyes on Papa God, but also eye on my spiritual father at this moment. So what he is doing, he's looking at Elijah. And he keeps his eye on Elijah. And then the Bible says there was a chariot of fire that comes. And imagine that we're in a meeting and you have to be focused, but then the chariots of fire come and you're not even blinking. It goes between you and your father. And you do not, it's kind of, you're so focused that you do not even let that. And then at that moment, he went up and he kept his eyes on him because that was the very thing you're going to see when I'm going away. And then the mantle came down. And one of the first things that he did, he went back to the last miracle that his father did, Jordan. And he used to say, where is this God of Elijah? Because that's now mine. And he honored the father and then with the very thing. And now people knew when he came to town, Elijah came to town, he got the father's blessing. He got the father's inheritance. He has, this person has been entrusted with a mantle and he has something. And I believe with all my heart that this is what God is raising up in this season. Sons and daughters of glory that is going to inherit nations. They're going to inherit cities. They are full of love, power, and wisdom. But they also are carrying a generation that has gone before us. They're carrying some of those mantles and they are stewarding it in such a way the heart has been tested. And every single time when you're looking at it, they're always pointing to somebody else instead of themselves. And they are raising up now a third generational blessing. And what we're going to talk about in the last podcast in this series, we're going to talk about that even when he died, by the time Elijah died, you maybe think that he didn't have another son, but it is not true. Even when he died and he was buried, Elijah, his bones are still on fire. He's still burning. And they threw a dead body into the grave and that person was raised from the dead. I want to live full and one day die empty. But even when I'm gone and they bury me, I want my bones to continue to burn. That even if you throw somebody down, resurrection life is going to continue to go. Even when I'm gone, I'm going to continue to be on fire and spread the fire and raise resurrection power. And mainly because I've honored the fathers and mothers. And as a result of that, I've been entrusted with inheritance. So Father, I just release even at this moment over our family and of all the sons and daughters of glory. I just thank you, Father, for so many people say, well, I just need a father then or somebody to fall. No, I just need to be a son. I just need to be a daughter. And I just need to honor. So Father, just even at this moment, I just ask that your grace will just start to flow 
over everyone that are listening here. And there's going to be a desire in our heart to be among those mature sons and daughters that creation is right now just moaning and groaning for the very manifestation. We are those sons and daughters of glory. We are those and I thank you for the Oral Roberts. I thank you for the Billy Grahams. I thank you, Father, for all those people that has actually, they've gone home right now. But I thank you for those mantles that is available, those mantles that can be entrusted to a whole new generation so that we can see this one billion sons and daughters harvest. I thank you, Father, wow, for the fire of Elijah. That fire, just touch us with that fire, that holy fire, that we will do a bonfire of our past and then receive this new fire. And it's going to continue to burn in this next generation in such a way that the spirit of Elijah, the spirit of sonship and daughtership, even by the time where we are finished, we have lived full and we're dying empty and our bones is going to continue to be so much on fire that's going to bring resurrection life even at the moment when we are gone. So I bless you. <laughs> with a Father's blessing to unlock the very destiny in your life. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen, amen.